The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host. Thank you for joining us, whether it's live or on demand. We love all of our listeners and want to support those who embrace the notion that although they may be members by birth of the baby boom generation or Gen X or Gen Y, that they can choose to be members of Generation Regeneration or Gen R by making daily choices that regenerate their body, mind, and spirit. And many of us in Gen R like to delve into spiritual matters and ask big questions about the meaning of our experiences, especially the difficult ones, and how they can be used to help our soul's evolution. I feature guests on Gen R Radio like Donna Vasaki, author of Meet You at the Base of the Mountain, and Dr. Terry Gordon, author of No Storm Lasts Forever, who chronicled how they turned heartbreaking events in their lives into opportunities for amazing growth and insight. This is not an easy thing to do, and we can get stuck and feel like victims of uncontrollable circumstances. Our guest today, Deborah Silverman, is an accomplished psychotherapist astrologer who helps others find their meaning in life, to feel valued, and to understand who they are and what they need. She received an MA in clinical psychology from Antioch University and trained for mental health credentials at Harvard and York universities. Deborah works on an individual basis as well as in workshops to impart emotional wisdom through a simplified language that describes the qualities of water, air, earth, and fire. And she wrote a beautiful book on this called The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, which will be available March 15th at retailers like Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble. And you can learn more about Deborah at Deborah Silverman Astrology. That's D-E-B-R-A SilvermanAstrology.com. Welcome to the show, Deborah. It's so wonderful to have you here today. Thank you, Sandra. Now, let's jump right in. As we mentioned in the intro, you're a psychotherapist and astrologer, and this is a unique combination. Can you talk to us about the underpinnings of astrology? Why is that a valid modality for helping people determine their purpose in life? That's so funny, underpinnings. It's really the overpinnings because it's in the sky. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> the overpinnings of astrology. You know, yes. I was just listening this morning. I found on YouTube the most interesting guy talking about Egypt and how astrology came from as far back as Babylon and how it had this its roots in this incredibly large vision about 22,000-year cycles and the equinoxes and how the Earth travels around the entire... Like there's, He was saying it wasn't just the sun that was the center of the universe. The sun was revolving around another sun in Sirius that it just took me so high and so big. And that is essentially... 
astrology at its best is a cosmic overview of the matrix of the human psyche. Like, it takes a lofty, large vantage point, and then it brings it right down to really personal. Like, how do you deal day-to-day with your simple things like your family or your self-esteem or your finances or your... I mean, it's crazy to think that astrology can address such practical topics while being so cosmic. But it's a wonderful marriage for me as a therapist to include a spiritual angle when talking about somebody's personality dynamics. Mm. So how is it that the orientation of the cosmos at the time and place of our birth really impacts these things about our personality? It's such a great question. To be perfectly honest, for many, many years, I've been in practice for almost 40 years. For probably the first 35 years, I told everybody I didn't really believe in astrology, but it worked. That was my favorite line. I don't really (laughs) need to believe in it, but it works. Well, I still can't answer the question you asked. The detailed answer of how does the cosmic influence the personal, all I can say is we all know that the moon, like for example, the moon is full today and they're having the biggest waves in, uh, they've had in, since the 60s in, on the Big Island or on Oahu right now on the North Shore. They've never had, they've had a close on the highway. When the full moon is up, we do notice that the waves, the farmer's almanac can, pre- can predict the effect of the moon on the water on the planet, as well as we become more emotional during a full moon because we are mostly water. So there is some kind of a physical reality about the pull the gravitational pull that the planets have on Earth. Now, anywhere past that, I go into beep, 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 beep. Like, really? I'm with, you know, people don't believe in astrology. I always say to them, I understand. I think it's crazy. But all I can say is at this point, as a practitioner, there is no question. There's zero question for me, my accuracy, my experience. And I came as a real skeptic to astrology. But at this point, there's no question about the level to which astrology is real, and people really get value in therapy from understanding how to fall in love with themselves rather than trying to argue with these influences that you can't make go away. Mm. I I like how you mention how practical it is because I met with Deborah yesterday and she did a quick reading for me, and I have to tell you, spot on. (laughs) She picked out dates in my life where significant events occurred. And it was just incredibly accurate and very informative. So you've recently written a book called The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, which I recently read and really loved. And can you go into a little bit of detail right now about the underpinnings, I'm going to use that word again, of four element theory. Now, in the next segment, we're really going to talk about the elements. But can you just talk briefly about what they are now? Basically, um, I like the subtitle of the book, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. My theory is human nature is so weird. I mean, we are such strange characters. If you think about it, the person that you love the most, someone gets divorced, and they can't stand that person, which only years earlier they were devoted and married and making love and singing songs of praise to them. Or the person that you're closest to, you're mean to. The only ones you really show your true face to are the ones you're mean to. Or we end something, a business partnership, and we have zero idea how to end it consciously. We make the person wrong and we make them into drama. We're awkward creatures. And that's not going away. (laughs) You know, we look at our election right now, such a great example. It doesn't matter which side you're on. It's just a drama of human nature, slightly embarrassing. 
<laughs> and my job with this book is to say, listen, we're all in this together. The planet is not a mess, though it appears to be, because we're in this transition where the planet is walking around a corner. And that's really what this guy was saying in this um, 24,000-year cycle. We're literally at a turning point in consciousness where we have the opportunity to actually surrender to the spirit or will of God, so to speak, or life or the higher power, and accept that this change is uncomfortable. So what the book does is it says, listen, you're quirky, the planet's quirky, things look wrong. Good news, we're right on schedule. All the prophets predicted this. This is part of prophecy. There's no question that we were going to turn a corner, and it would be really uncomfortable because we're birthing, and anyone that's given birth knows it's not comfortable, (laughs) said the mom. And then in the birthing process, if you're wise, or there's a midwife around, which is what I take the job of, in the book, I say to you, listen, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to feel like something's wrong. You don't feel like you're doing it right. And I'm here to tell you, this is okay. So I kind of feel like a big fat mom. Okay. And the book is like a comforter. Like, yes, you're quirky and I will describe it in detail where you're quirky, but there's nothing to think that something's wrong. This is predictable. Yes. Okay. Very well put. Now you combine psychotherapy and astrology and also the four element approach, you combine all three of these things. So we talked about astrology already. So how is it that you pull in the four elements into your practice? Well, the four elements are astrology. The four elements, every sign is, a, is an element and every element is part of the system of creation. You cannot live on this planet without drinking water, without breathing air, Without eating food, that would be earth, and without the sun in your heartbeat, that would be fire. So there is no way to exist without those four elements, and they're intrinsic in every system. Ancient Buddhists have the four noble truths, the four directions of the American Indians, the four elements that the Hawaiians and so many of the, you know, um, oral processes like that were basic earth people believed in the four elements, and now psychology. Carl Jung who was an astrologer, and it's now public, he brought astrology. He couldn't tell anyone because it's been bastardized. We've, we've lost our respect. But we're bringing it back. So the four elements is the, is the underpinning, as you would say. Now, there's the underpinning. Astrology is the overpinning. <laughs> but the underpinning is definitely the four elements in everything. And so my job is to bring that language of the elders back into common day. So my radio show and my book and I'm doing television spots and all I want to do is say to the public, so which one are you? Are you water? Do you want me to just jump into that now? Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left for break, okay. but yeah, suffice to say that in the next segment, we're really going to get into what the elements mean. And like you say, there's water, there's fire, there's earth, and there's air. And those things translate into different personality characteristics. And yeah, as you put in your book, uh, there's quirks with all those. And your overriding message is that's okay. And I've I've personally found that very comforting to know that, yeah, really, I'm not some weirdo (laughs) because I have these quirks. Exactly. Yeah, other people who have the same elements going on, have the same thing. So let's go ahead and get ready for our break so that we can jump back in and talk in more detail about the elements. But before we go, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor for today's show. 
on Gen R Radio, we believe that food is the foundation of true health. Learn to cook to heal with Monica Corrado, teaching chef and holistic nutritionist. Monica is offering a four-day Learn to Cook for Wellbeing intensive in Northern Colorado and around the country this year. For more information, go to simplybeingwell.com. And now it's time for that break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I am here with psychotherapist, astrologer, and author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, Deborah Silverman. And in the next segment, we're going to get into the book and what she's teaching about the elements in more detail. And we're also opening up the phone lines. So call into the network at 866-472-5792 if you want to speak to Deborah. She'll need your birth date, time, and place to pull up your chart. Stay close and we'll see you in life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed coaching program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Malhotra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with an accomplished psychotherapist, astrologer, and author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, Deborah Silverman. And our phone lines are open. Call in at 866-472-5792 if you wish to speak to Deborah. She'll need your birth date 
birth time and place to pull up your chart and give you some great insights. Now, in the last segment, we talked about the four elements, water, air, fire, and earth. And on March 15th, Deborah's book on this, The Missing Element, will be available. I read an advanced copy, and I can say it is beautifully written, fabulously direct at times, and always impactful. So, Deborah, let's talk about it now. Can you tell us how the elements work within our personalities? Do we ideally have one? Or do we have more, and should they be balanced? How does all that work? So <clears throat> we all have four elements in us, and they have to be balanced. If you imagine them as four wheels in a car, you don't want one to be overridden because they'll go off bump, 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 and if it's too low, it's not going to work. So the goal of the game is to have all four balanced. So water is the emotional one. It's the part of us that just wants to be quiet not on the radio, it's the part of us that um, feels very emotional, nonverbal, quiet, meditates. It likes to be in the dream state. It likes to look at symbols and play the tarot cards. And it believes in woo-woo and magic, but totally believes in astrology, no question. So it's the mystic or the magician or the poet or the cook who wants to stay home, doesn't want to go out, wants to cuddle with their kids, and all the water qualities of Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio, for those of you that are looking at it from your sun sign. And then there's the air sign, and they're the talkers, they're the communicators, they're the thinkers, and they're like, this is what we're doing here today. They put words to things, and they change their mind, and they forget where they're going, and we call them airheads, and they go one direction, they go in the other direction, and they change their mind again, and then they forget where they put something, and they read books, and then they only read the beginning of the book, and not the end of the book, and then they change their mind again, and then they're just fun fickle little toy stores who are very young at heart and brilliant minds because they're constantly collecting information and they tend to forget because there's so much information and that would be Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And their gift is poetry and storytelling and speaking and teaching and they're very good with words. Then the third element is earth. And these are the practical people. This is what you have lots of, Sandra. They're, they're grounded. They're practical. They make lists. They organize. They're designers. They're architects. They're um, nurses and accountants and bankers. And they just love to cross the T and dot the I and make sure everything's in its right place and it's orderly and it's really controlled. And so they, have, they can't stand the last category, air, because they're airheads. But um, they have this incredible gift for always being dependable and reliable and stable. And they put the dishes away in the dishwasher and they want it to do the right order. The forks always go up. And if you don't, they get pissy because they love things in control. Very different <laughs> than, than I air, can relate to that. Who couldn't care less. Air is like, who cares? Wait, there's no rules for air because air sneaks out of the box. And then, of course, water is like, can we all calm down? You're getting a little excited. It doesn't really matter. Just do what you want. And then the last one is fire. So earth is Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorns. And the last one is fire, and fire is super enthusiastic and loud and boisterous, and they're physical and they're athletic and they're sexual, and they drink too much and they party too much and they want to eat a little bit more. And they're the kids that just like constantly are too loud. You're like, can you lower your voice? They're very enthusiastic and they're spirited. They love to start things and they don't finish things, very different than earth. But they have an incredible gift of entrepreneurness, and they are very gifted at being able to get you thinking about new ideas because they're so honest. They're so blunt. They're straight up. You don't have to wonder about them. So we are a combination of all four. And typically there's two or three you go, yep, got that. And then there's one like, ooh. And that one is the missing element is what my book is about. And you take a test in the book and you figure it out. It's a very short test. And then the results come through and then you get to read the chapter of the book and how to grow the missing element. 
Yeah. So what happens really if there is a missing element or two? Uh, what happens to someone's behavior or happiness or life? How does it throw them off? Well, for example, if someone's missing water, they can't relax. And so they'll typically end up sick. Like someone who doesn't know how to do water, they don't know how to relax, their bodies demand it. Someone's missing fire. They don't know how to have fun. They're not indulging and they're not playing and they're not enjoying anymore. They've lost their joy. Or someone doesn't have air and they're not communicating or socialized. They don't have many friends and they find themselves working all the time, but there's no more fun. So it just depends on what the missing element is and how you complement. It's kind of like homeopathy, like I give you a little drop of the missing piece and then it makes you feel better. Yeah, and I really related to that because what we identified uh, as a result of the test in your book and our conversation yesterday was I'm a little light when it comes to air. And I have none in your chart. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's my wheel, which is uh, missing at this point. And what's wonderful is that your book goes through thought exercises and other exercises to be able to work on that. So can you give yes. a little indication as to uh, how the book guides readers to work on it, their elements? It is and, kind of a workbook. It is, yeah. it, I mean, it starts off with stories, and I'd love to tell you a couple of them just to oh, make please do because um, they're so juicy. But there's, there's examples of people who have mastered the four elements in the book. So you get an experience through their story. And then there's a, um, the, your own homework to do, and there's a list of ways to grow that missing element. Yeah. Uh, can you give us some of the stories that are in the book or any yes. other case studies so, yeah, that you'd I'm like to share? I'm going to give you my favorite story that really, there's two of them that I like, and I'll leave the other two as a mystery. Okay. Actually, I actually really like all of them, but I, I, this story has such a poignancy. So um, the first story is, is about water, because everything starts in water. We spent nine months in water, our beginning of our creation. You walk into a party, the first thing they say is, would you like a glass of tea or water or alcohol? Like We always start every event with water. Wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is take a shower, go to the bathroom. Water is always the beginning of anything. And so in the book, we begin with water, but it's funny because it's about a fireman. I think that's so funny. Um, (laughs) But it's a story of a fireman who spent 25 years in New York City in Manhattan as a fire chief. And on September the 9th, he retired, 2001. And September 10th, they had a big roast for him. He'd been there for 25 years. September 11th, he got on a plane leaving from New Jersey and going to Hawaii to retire. And we looked out the window through his plane on the side he was looking out. He could see the World Trade Center on fire. And that was the firehouse that he had was right next to the World Trade Center. So the plane landed in Ohio urgently. He got in a car, rented it, drove all the way back to New York. And when he got to New York, all the men had died, including the guy that took his job the day before. That's something. So he began to go, as you can imagine, into deep grief. Yeah. <clears throat> and he came to see me right at that juncture. He began therapy. And his question was, why me? Like, how did I live? Why did I live? And we began to seek from a spiritual angle the answer to that question. And in the pursuit of that question, he discovered that, no, he didn't want to retire to Hawaii. He decided to become a healer. And he started to work with yoga. He's very, very gifted now as a yoga teacher. And he's traveling the world. And he uses his um, grief as a way to come back into the world with love. He's really turned the story around. He's a remarkable man. He is a water sign. 
It just said he was a fireman. <laughs> but the story is, how do you forgive the unforgivable? This is very much water people. They don't like people water. Because water people, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, they get fed up with how humanity is so emotionally mean. Mm-hmm. And they'd rather not play. So his job was to rekindle his love, which is what we did together. It was magical to watch the healing. So that would be the example. And then the air story is one of my very favorite stories. The air story is about, um, so I am an air sign, as you can tell, because I can do the gabbing thing. And um, it was somewhere, I'm going to say right now, it must have been, God, like 20 years ago. And my friend was working in San Quentin in a prison, volunteering. She left the prison and she said, you know, there's this one man that stands out. I'm leaving, but I just want someone to communicate. Would you be his pen pal? And I said, sure. So I started writing him every week. For years, every Monday morning, I would buy a card at some new age card store with the little glitters and the butterflies and the rainbows. And I just kept sending him cards. And then I went to San Quentin. I actually went and I met him over probably at least half a dozen times. Went into, you know, he was in for life and he was in high security. And so I went to prison to see him, and I really liked him. He had this great attitude. He was an air sign, as I am. And then finally, at some point, I was telling the story to one of my wealthy clients, and she said, why don't you get him out? And I was like, what? So I went and I hired, at his suggestion, the best lawyer in California that was known to get people out of because he was in for the wrong reason. He did commit mm-hmm. a crime. Nobody was injured. But he was given life because he was poor. Just this whole thing we're hearing right yes. now in the election. He was thrown behind bars because it's so easy to do and he had no education and he had no ways to get out. And so <clears throat> I went to the best lawyer. We went to this entire process. I raised $30,000. I got him out of prison on the day. Ready? On the day that Obama received his nomination, which mm. was the same day 35 years earlier that Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. That was wow. the day that Kenny got out of prison. So he walked out of prison. I was there to receive him. He touched the grass for the first time. I did a documentary. If you go to my website, you can see under videos. It's, it's called Kenny. It's called Life After Life. You can even Google it in um, YouTube. And you hear, it's only 10 minutes, but you hear him talk about the story. And he then began to believe in angels and believed in miracles. And we really got him out of prison. And now he's in a great relationship and he's a grandpa. Their whole family's taken him in. And he's been with this woman for almost, he's been out for six years now. And um, it was all because, see, air is the mind. And people that have open minds don't get caught in black and white or prison or belief. Like you, you open your mind and you don't lock down on a concept that's going to prevent you from thinking of miracles could happen. Like he, there was no way. He was the first black man in 30 years to get out of San Quentin with a life sentence. Now he, he made the precedent. Now there's lots of men that are getting out that were wrongly accused. So um, it was a major motion picture. It was, the most, it was probably one of my favorite moments of my life was yes. the day that I watched him come off that bus, which, by the way, he was handcuffed. He had cuffs around his ankles. He was wearing a gray sweatsuit with $200 they gave him after 27 years. He spent 27 years in prison. And the one point you make in the book about him is how optimistic he remained. Oh, my God. He, he's yeah. air. See, they're like air. He kept, I kept saying to him, how do you do it? And he said, prison's between your ears, Deborah." I, mm-hmm. I, I just changed my mind. That's an amazing thing to be able to do in that type of situation. So thank you so much for both of those stories, which are in her book, 
the missing element in addition to some other good ones, which are just as good as those. So thank you for sharing those, Deborah. Now let's get ready for our next break. And before going, I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's show. One thing we like to emphasize here is the importance of gut health. If you have heard of leaky gut and think you have the symptoms or know you do, pick up the book that will teach you to heal it and seal it. Meat, stock, and bone broth, cooking techniques for the gut and psychology syndrome diet by Monica Corrado, certified GAPS practitioner and teaching chef. Contact Monica at simplybeingwell.com to learn more or purchase your book at selineriverpress.com. Thanks, everyone, again for joining us. It's time for that break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with psychotherapist, astrologer, and author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, Deborah Silverman. And we're going to keep talking on the other side of this break about this great book, and we're going to get into something which she calls The Observer. Very powerful stuff. The phone lines are also open if you'd like to call into the network and get a quick reading from Deborah. Call 866-472-5792. Stay tuned and we'll see you in a few with more great stuff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Malhotra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. 
And welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with accomplished psychotherapist, astrologer, and author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, Deborah Silverman. Now, Deborah, one important concept that you discuss in your book is that of the observer. Can you explain what the observer is and why this is important? It is the part in all of us that when we're at our best can witness without judgment. So it's, you know, the the scariest part of the observer, but it's still functional, is you know how when someone dies or you hear bad news and you're on the phone or you just watched an accident, all of a sudden everything slows down and you're suddenly at a distance and you're watching it from afar and you're suddenly in this like slow motion, whoa, that would be your observer. Like you're out of the storyline, you're neutralizing and you're watching yourself. At its best, it's a kind voice that's watching you. Let's say you're in the middle of a fight, or your observer's noticing that you're really upset about yourself. You're listening to your own internal dialogue, which a lot of what I do in astrology classes, I teach people how to get, you know, catch those little rascals inside our head who work overtime that say mean things. And when you start to hear them over and over again, you become observant or witness to this pattern. And the observer has no judgment. It's just like, whoa, I'm doing that thing again. And then it becomes endearing and humorous. And it goes from being really irritating, your own self. <laughs> like, I, like I, this is a great story with, in light of Kenny, our last, we talked about the guy that was in prison. When, we got, when he got out of prison, he was in the car with me driving. We were in L.A. And I had some chanting music. I listened to chanting music. And he was like, what is this? It just kept repeating. And I said, this is what they use for meditation. People that are meditators, they put soft music on that repeats. It's got a a mantra to it. And he was like, oh, you mean like when I would lie in bed and I would clog my ears, I would put um, things in my ears and just listen to my breath. And I was like, yes, Kenny, Mm -hmm. we call that meditation. That is where the observer is born, is when you can stop time and be calm and look over at your life or at your voices or whatever's going on without judging And there's this liberation, like, oh, I'm not captured by the moment. So it's really the gift that frees us up from our storyline. And if you imagine, back to the beginning of our show, that there's this cosmic giant picture on Earth from these stars. If you imagine they were looking at you, they wouldn't be judging you, your higher self or your spirit self or your angels. They would be having so much compassion for, it's so hard down here. I I find this planet not easy. Some people are really good at it. I know that you've lots of earth sand. I, I don't. <laughs> and so it's, it's not easy. And for those of us that it's not easy, when we bump into our ego or into our inadequacy, it just comes with this, like, like Niagara Falls, like this landfall of negative thoughts. And what happens when the observer's on is you watch and you go, oh, my God, I'm doing that thing again. And then it's not so distracting. It becomes almost funny and endearing. And so that's the observer, what I've learned oh, from the observer. It's, it's so liberating me, especially with kids. Yeah. If you're raising kids and you see the mother energy and you're getting nuts and you're feeling yourself, I call it the mean mom. Like, uh-oh, here comes the mean mom. And then my observer kicks in and I go, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that right now. And that frees me. Hmm. So the observer is so like, liberating. It's like a shortcut. Yeah. Like the higher part it's, of ourselves. Yeah. It is a part of everyone, and we all know it. Like, you're sitting at a party, and you're really uncomfortable, and you're either going to judge the poop out of yourself, like, look at me, I'm so uncomfortable, or you turn on your observer and you go, oh, look at me, I'm so uncomfortable. And there's no judgment, it's just a fact. It's not a judgment, it's not 
a bad thing. It's just truth. Yeah. And can that higher part of ourselves, does that help us get to a, a better place of self-love, for example? Well, that is, the observer is love. The observer yeah. is the part of you that has no judgments. It, it's, it's, it really understands that you came into a body this lifetime. You, this lifetime has been designed specifically to have you grow. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the way we grow down here is through pain. Don't yes. ask me why this is, but it's how it goes. It is. So it's how it goes. The biggest, if you think back, your biggest lessons were the most painful ones. I have to leave my job and I'm really scared. I have to leave my marriage and I'm really scared. I have to get ready to go on a new job and I'm really scared. Oh, my God. And then you do it and then you pass through and then you're like, woohoo! <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like uh, the folks that I mentioned in the intro who wrote books, Donna, uh, for example, Visaki, about the death of her daughter and how that was the catalyst for such amazing spiritual growth for her. Like you say, it, it does come from pain. So the observer, it, it is essentially love. It helps us to love ourselves more and not judge ourselves. How about in relation to other people? Does it help us feel more compassion for them also? Definitely. Like, especially learning astrology, because when you know that someone talks all the time and that bugs the poop out of you, there's this freedom that happens when suddenly you go, oh, it's just their nature. Or when you know when someone doesn't talk all the time and they're so quiet and you feel like they're ignoring you. And then you, like this happened when I taught astrology to my, um, it's funny, my brother took the course. And my dad had no air in his chart. So he was not a talker. And my brother would be so insulted, like he doesn't like me and for years. Like, dad, dad. And I was like, this has nothing to do with you. Dad doesn't talk. And I learned how to sit in silence with him. We had a great relationship. And then once he learned he had no air, instantaneously there was compassion. That was the observer. He was observant enough or wise enough to see this was nothing personal. Mm. Yeah, I can really re- relate to the no air business. I love conversations like this. I could have conversations like this all day. But the small talk at parties, ooh, uh, <laughs> that was a yeah, toughie. There goes Sandra. She just left. Yeah. <laughs> was a toughie. And understanding that really helps with the self-judgment that, well, you know, that's, that's perhaps my quirk and that doesn't make me a weird person or a bad person. That's just what it is. So that was a great message. So much to come from. Freedom. Yeah. So would you say that cultivating our observer is one of the main messages that you want to get across in the missing element? If nothing else, if, if people, if, if in my perfect world, if I had a magic wand, People ask me this now because my book is coming out. And, you know, it's taken me so many years. It took, it was this, I don't know how people write books. I, I'm always in awe. Um, it's not easy. Some people are writers. I'm not. It, it did take me a lot. And so my famous question to myself was, so what are you doing this for? Like, why are you, what is the point? And the point is, if we could, as a planetary exercise, Look over at the entire cultural distinctions, all the flavors, from the bad guys to the good guys, and turn on our observer before we went into automatic judgment, which is what we tend to do. Like, just turn your observer on first and said, whoa, this is a big, fat drama. Somebody's hurting somebody. And you take on the angle of what was God thinking when she made that person? What was the, what's the, this is so painful. I just watched last night um, Michael Moore's movie, what are we going to attack? Who are we going to attack next? Have you heard about that? I have, yeah. I haven't watched it, and, but I've heard. 
And and just in short, whether you believe in Michael Moore or not, I always neutralize everything and just like to be. I'm just fascinated by everything. Um, it's so true. He showed it was so wonderful. He went from Iceland to um, every country, all these foreign countries. He was in Norway, and then he went to France, and then he went to Germany, and then he went to Tunisia. And and these were and, and then Tunisia. The woman said it was so beautiful. He said, "What do you think about Americans?" Her observer was on, and she said. I think you guys need to stop thinking you're such superpowers and start considering us. We're always hearing about you, but you're not interested in anything else besides yourself, which is what she was saying was turn your observer on. Be interested. Step out of the judgment. I always like to say that the, my distinction is if the toast was burnt and you were looking at it, you'd say there's the toast burnt. Or you could say, you idiot, you burnt the toast. Now there's a judgment. But the facts are, the toast is burnt. I'm not calling that a good or a bad thing. Some people like burnt toast. It's the quality of judging that interrupts everything. And from the observer's point of view, if I had one task with this job of writing a book and sharing it with the masses, it would be, hey, you guys, it's not that bad. We are all in this together, and everyone's doing the best they can. And you get to decide who you want to have dinner with and who you're going to play with. I'll give you that. But please stop judging, you know, we, like Republicans, Democrats. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could agree to disagree? Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, the Observer is a really powerful message for this time when there's so much tumult going on, uh, both in our own country and just in the world. And it seems like a lot of things are coming up. Uh, which aren't very pleasant. And if we could all take a step back and turn the judgment off and turn the observer on, that would be a hugely powerful thing for humanity. That's my dream. And I think we're headed that way. It was a very, very positive. Michael Moore was very optimistic. He described, at the end of the film, he's standing in front of the East Berlin Wall. And he's so clear when he says, it's so beautiful, when he says, um, this is now changed. And he was there when they were breaking it down. Who would have ever thought? There are so many indicators of evolution occurring in our consciousness, but we only focus on the negative. So I am an, I'm a hopeless optimist. Mm. Okay. I really believe that there's, there is hope. And more than that, there's a chance for us to really independent, individually, find a way to fall in love with this life and really celebrate it. Yeah, and your book is wonderful at falling in love first with yourself, uh, with all of your quirks, by understanding what the origin of them is. Uh, It's just who you are, love who you are. Once you love yourself, it's easier to project that love outwardsly and be able to turn on the observer and turn off the judgment. So I remember when I was in graduate school, I, it's such a fun memory of how totally enthusiastic I Like, if I were listening to the show when I was 20 years old and I hadn't met anyone, because it wasn't popular then to be spiritual. That was, that's new. There weren't radio shows like this then. I was so turned on, like, oh, my God. I would get so crazy excited, like, oh, my God, the planet's changing. We're going to turn the corner. And people are talking about these meaningful things, and we're no longer just sitting around talking about Pop-Tarts and what – grades you got. I was like crazy excited. And now, it's, it, look at your radio station. Look at the conversations that occur at your radio station. If you go online yeah. to, you know, this, what's the name of your radio station again? America Voice. Voice America. Voice America. Yeah. And 
and look at the list of people, and they're all, like, we are in the most exciting moment of reminding all of us. I wish sometimes I had the beginner's mind, because, I, I, you know, I'm a little old now. <laughs> I, I sometimes oh, wish that no. I could. I am, I am. I mean, I've been here for a long time. Well, uh, you know, 59 and you, and you're years just getting started. Okay. Well, thank you for all of that, the, the importance of the observer and the non-judgment. And again, Deborah's book, The Missing Element, discusses this in great detail. So thank you for all of that. And let's get ready now for our final break. Before we go, I'd like to thank our fabulous sponsor. Speaking of food that is good for the body, if you want to learn to cook to heal, then teaching chef and holistic nutritionist Monica Corrado has the program for you. Check out everything she has to offer at simplybeingwell.com. And thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Balhotra, and I'm here with psychotherapist, astrologer, and author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, Deborah Silverman. And we're going to talk about many other things on the other side of this break, and then we're going to wrap up. Stay close, and we'll be back soon. On the other side. On the other side. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with psychotherapist, astrologer, and author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, Deborah Silverman. And what we have offered is that Deborah would do a reading, a quick reading for someone on the show, and we have a volunteer. We have Joseph, who is actually on with us from Voice America. So, Deborah, what do you have for Joseph? 
first of all, Joseph, you probably know this, or maybe you don't, that you're born right on the cusp. You've got the sun at zero degrees. You're right between two signs. And, funny enough, you've got Venus at the exact same degree. So when you were born, Venus and the sun were holding hands. They were at the exact same spot, which means you're extremely compassionate, that you have a, a real humanitarian in this chart, and you probably care about those that are less fortunate and get a little distracted by wishing you could help everybody. Is that true? That is true. And there is also an extreme communicator here. Like, you must talk. Do you tell stories all the time? I do, but nobody wants to hear them. <laughs> yeah, well, it's definitely a communicator, excessive communicator, and researcher. Have you ever done research? All the time. You, like, you'd be the guy that somebody could say, here, take this, go for it, and you would dive in. We'd see you three days later, and you'd have all the new information. Like, you're, you could be a researcher. Did it ever occur to you? Uh, oh, well, I used to skip trace during... Uh collection error <laughs> doing collections bill collections so i used to research a lot collection agency that's so funny because you have no earth in your chart so is is money easy or difficult for you uh very difficult yeah you have no earth zero so when it comes to practicality and money and organization and follow-through it's like you're like why does it matter so much it's, it's not your domain yeah, and so right. you came in this life more as a server if you are in service to something beyond you that can be assistance to the collective as far as being out of the box and being non-traditional and being open-minded to the less fortunate, that's where you'll get your pay. But you're not going to find reward from business or work the way you probably think or people thought you should have. Like you could have been a disappointment in traditional terms, but you're not interested in traditional terms. That's right. <laughs> so you have freedom in this life to be a little quirky. And, you know, the good thing is you're grounded. Your mind is very systemized. That's the one thing you organized. Like, you can, that's what, you'd be a perpetual student. I'm surprised. Did you keep going to school? Um, I did go to school, but I always tend to go to things that just interest me and in what I can do in my own personal realm. Yeah, it's not like, see, so you're here in this life to be a little bit disenfranchised, a little bit of a standoffish character who yeah. is playing outside the box. Always. And loves people. Like, but boy, you, you would be the best person to sit next to on an airplane. You'd ask millions of questions. Yep. You'd be totally fascinated. And you'd have this real memory. Like, you must have a crazy memory. Yes, I do. Like, a little spooky. Like, why does he remember that? And that would make you a great, you know, you'd be great with, um, like, in the 12 steps or in, the, in a community of any sort where right. you had to help people. Right, I thought about it. I thought about being, um, going for... A counselor. Um, yeah, a counselor pretty much, because I've, I've dealt with some serious issues my whole life and had to uh, over, overcome them all on my own. Yeah, and, uh, have you had addiction at all? Uh, n no, no. I, I was uh, depressed when I was younger, but that was pretty much the only addiction I had, I guess, and I got rid of it. Good for you. That's not easy to get rid of. Oh, no. What was your trip? Um, it was very rough. It was difficult, but you know, I had to think well above everybody else around me and had to think for myself and knew, I mean, eventually I just got smart and I grew with knowledge. Like you said, I researched things and adapted to my environment and overcome. Exactly. So this is the gift for those of you listening who have depression. Some people really do know how to make it a teacher. And some people never get around it. And it's really a tri that is one of the hardest dynamics. But it's impressive to hear that you took your mind and put it in its right seat. That's the essence of my work as the observer. Like if you can see yourself, like for you particularly, being able to um, let your mind 
not drive the ship. It's funny because the guy I was talking about that was in prison who said prison's between your ears, he was also an Aquarian. Like, don't let the world tell you what's true. You make it up. That's right. That's right. And that's, what, that's where I had uh, to overcome most of my difficulty was um, my mind frame. Exactly. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your reading. You're so welcome. Well, thank you, Joseph. Not thank a you for yeah, thank you for participating. And uh, it was very interesting for me just listening again, just the uh, audacity or I guess veracity of what Deborah was saying based on an astrological astrological chart. So the proof being in the pudding once again. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. So. Deborah, I wanted to follow up on one thing that you just started talking about uh, in the last segment, and that was about your optimism for the future. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Um, you know, I think there's two mindsets that we all suffer from. One is unconscious, not verbal, under the system, People really are lazy and they're despondent. Like they don't want to go on the diet or they don't want to take care of their body or they don't want to make sure they're out of that relationship. Because they're, they're like, you can't find another relationship. Just do it, stay with this relationship. And so there's a pessimism that lives in the system. And then the flip side of that is there's these crazy philosophies. Like you are what you think and you can create anything in this world, that whole thing with the secret. And everything's possible. And they coexist in opposite sides of the story. So one's an optimist. Anything's possible. And one's a pessimist, we're doomed. And essentially, you have a decision to make. Both are semi-true, semi. And it depends on the, na- the nature of your role. If you know you're here this lifetime to bring light, like you came in this life to contribute to the people around you and energetic. If everyone assumes, like I love watching kind people who just say, I'd love to help. Let me open the door. Let me smile at you. Let me open, like I go to the bank and I smile at the person. If you take that position of the smile, you become an optimist. It's kind of relative. I mean, it's, in the end of the story, we don't know which way we're going. Could we make a difference? Yes. Are there scientists that are trying to? Yes. Are there practical, that's error. Are there practical people at the earth level who are looking at ways of doing new energy? Yes. Are there meditators on the planet who are really trying to set the new frequency? Yes. Are there fire people like, you know, you and I are standing out in the public going, you guys, yes. But (laughs) at the end of the story, you have to be able to decide, are you going to take that stand of enthusiasm that I want to make a difference? I don't want this lifetime to be sitting and sedate and passive. But you have to really get up in the morning and go, like, okay, I'm taking it on. And the only way to do that, and this is why I teach classes, so anyone that's interested in learning astrology you just write to Silverman support at Gmail, and I will assist you to learn the, your chart in a very simple way, and then begin to understand how you can use whatever you've come with. Some people are here to be quiet. That's their function. Mm-hmm. And some people are here to move mountains. Yeah, and it's really powerful understanding that about yourself. It's very empowering knowing what you are here for and what you what your life's work is meant to be because it might be something different. It might be something unusual. It might be unconventional. And that doesn't make you an odd person at all. This makes you uniquely you. 
Uniquely you, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Deborah, for joining us today. And everyone, if you'd like to learn more about her work, go to Deborah Silverman Astrology, D E B R A Silverman Astrology.com. And her book, The Missing Element, is available in just a couple of weeks. It'll be at Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble, and you can pre order it on Amazon.com. So thank you, Deborah, again for being here today and sharing all this wonderful information. We really appreciate it. You're so welcome. That was my pleasure. Thank you for doing the work in the world that you're doing because this is exactly what I'm saying. Turn on the fire, in your case, and be yourself. It looks like you're doing it. <laughs> thank you. And thank, thank you, you, everyone, for joining us also. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Our topic for the first Tuesday of every month is the Abundance Cubed Group Coaching Program for our five health and wellness entrepreneurs. And Noam, our coach, had a great session with them earlier this month. And we're going to get into all the details about what they learned and what their blocks are and what their accomplishments are with regards to putting themselves out there on social media. Should be interesting. Hope to see you then. Thanks again, everyone, for stopping by today. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.